0: News. Real news. Welcome everyone to the Tory says show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is March twenty-first, twenty nineteen. Is it just me or is March flying by? I mean I've been uh, discussing for appointments and meetings and they're all quoting April and I'm like, whoa, why that far out when it's really not, is it? So the month is moving fast. We've got a lot of things coming into our purview in regards to what has really transpired over the past two years of this corrupt, shouldn't have never happened in the first place, Mueller investigation. Now we'll get into some real news in the second hour, but you know, as I've been saying for a while on the radio and through my writing is what can we do as we the people to cut through the noise, to cut through the censorship and be heard For some reason, we constantly think that we are the minority when we are the majority. And so as all of you know, I follow a lot of different movements, ideas, and people. And one thing I came across months ago was Red Hats for Trump. So I saw this on Facebook and I found it really, really interesting. It's a grassroots movement where people, just average people in a community get together and proudly wear a red hat. A Make America Great Again hat with some really nice embroidery. And the cool idea is that some of these hats that have been given away have numbers on them. And I think this would be something great all of us can do. And I'm going to take the initiative and try to get it going in my state um, for some point in September. So, I thought we could start more lighthearted because today the news is a bit of a, of a, of a trough in the cycle uh, because it's almost Friday and that is where we peak, right? It's never hump day. Hump day is always going down. The trough is usually on a Thursday and um, spikes up after 2 p.m. and keeps going over the weekend. So I thought today we could start it up on a high by understanding what we can do as people of this free nation that want to show support for a man that risked everything and lost a lot to represent us as the president of the United States, who on a daily basis gets no credit for his achievements, is silenced by the mainstream media in their own way by perpetuating false narratives. And so this idea was born out of the state that I always say Anything that comes out of the state in regards to senators, you know how I feel about South Carolina in regards to their politics. But I guess it's through that chaos and through that deep state um, area that you find the light. And this is kind of interesting. So I'd like to introduce you guys to uh, Don down like town, but with a B, and he is the founder of this movement. And it's it's pretty incredible what he's done and where he's taken it. So no further ado. Don, welcome to the Tory Sh- Says Show. Um, we are really excited to have you here. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you for having me on.
0: I am really excited to have you on. Um, I want you, at first instance, to just uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, talk about where they can uh, find your site, and then... For the audience, of course, I want to discuss things that you have done and then kind of you walk me through live on air how I would be able to um, participate in a Red Hats for Trump event.
1: Well, first, thank you again very much for uh, getting involved in what we're doing. Um, I'm a country boy from New Hampshire and uh, I moved to South Carolina about eight years ago. And in October or November of 2015, I saw Donald Trump get off a plane, I believe it was in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, wearing a red hat. And I just stared at him and I said, why is he getting in this race? Why, I mean, he's got everything he needs. Um, but then I got thinking, well, he's a businessman and he, he's given a lot up to help get our, our country back in the right direction. And I said, you know, I haven't voted and I'm embarrassed for probably 25 years because I didn't think my vote really counted. And watching him for a couple of months, I said, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to start a movement called Red Hats for Trump. And I asked a few of my friends what they thought and they said, well, you know, it's, it's kind of far out there. And I said, but if it catches on, if we can identify a movement and a, and a hat can identify a person. Then, guess what we could do. And I agree with you, Tori, about the silent majority is really it can't be silent anymore. It's got to it's got to jump up there and understand what we have to lose if if we let the other side silence us. And so, basically, I got the movement started, and I went to. A lady right here at Trump headquarters in January of 2016, Jerry McDaniel. She was one of the first women to work for Trump, I believe, in the South Carolina uh, campaign. And right in her, her office, I went to her and I said, This is, I know, a crazy idea to get people to wear red hats, but what do you think? And she said, Well, It's going to take a tremendous amount of hard work to get this movement out there. But if you can make it work, it could be one of the most single important things for Trump getting elected and or getting him reelected if he won the first time. So for the first six, eight, nine months, uh, we would give away hats. Anybody that saw me and my wife out to dinner or anywhere, I went on a cruise with a hat, I went to the Christmas tree lighting in New York with hats. My son lives in Connecticut. I went up there with hats. And everywhere I went, if someone came up to me and they said they liked my hat, I gave them a free hat. And I numbered them from one, we just are touching hat number 900 that we've given out free to anybody that will come up to me and many, many people that have never met me before come up. And as they go by, they say, I like your hat. And I say, well, here I want a picture and a first name and the hat's yours free. And so basically it, it was kind of discouraging after about eight months. You didn't see anybody wearing hats. And I watched every rally. And then all of a sudden in September, you started seeing more and more and more hats. And in North Carolina, there was a lot of hats in the in the uh audience. And so that kind of relit my fire, and I've never stopped. And now he became president. Um, now it's, it's really turned it up and we're trying to get more and more people to wear red hats. And one of the things that, that I said, and we'll talk about it again, is people, if you're the silent majority in this country, you go to the polls and you pull that lever or you check the little box or whatever you do, you are one vote and one vote only the way it should be. But if you wear a red hat, you get a group of people, five people, 10 people, and you go to a store, you go to a restaurant, you go bowling, wherever you go, if you go with five or 10 people together, other people want to get involved. They want to know what you're doing. And I believe your one vote can gather up many votes if you do it.
0: So so here's the thing. I really like that idea. You know, the media is actively censoring us. Uh, they're not letting us speak uh they've taken over our airways our uh television i mean fox has just brought on uh you know um donna brazil they've uh, you know vacated judge janine i mean we are out of options in where we can go to actually get um mainstream news and um Uh, There was an interview that Laura Loomer gave yesterday to a journalist that um, hasn't been published yet that said something really, really important. She answered one specific question. If you could be sitting right now in front of President Donald J. Trump, what would you tell him in regards to stop the bias or censorship? And she said, I would tell him that he needs to surround himself with independent citizen investigative journalists because they are the voice of the people. And independent persons and average, as one would coin, citizens like yourself are the ones that are making that movement. And that is 100% correct. They're stigmatizing you if you wear a red hat. There was a video going viral just the other day of a gentleman being kicked off an airplane for wearing a Make America Great Again hat. So if, if indeed, like you said, You can get 20 people to sit in a restaurant together and they're all wearing hats. 30 people, 50 people going bowling or at a pool hall and you all organize it to have an event where you're proud to support the president. This is showing numbers. And the fact that you number your hats, I was like, that's incredible. I could do that in my state, you know, for my city, I'll give you, you know, a list of restaurants, you call them, organize it and create an event for us where you include the price of the hat and I get to wear uh, make America great again hat number ND for North Dakota, number one or two or 500. And this way we can no longer be unseen because if we uh, group together and we unite, that's the way you cut through the noise. It's us banding, to- banding together behind the people that speak for us or with us or are walking with us. Like Judge Janine, the president tweeted out, get behind her say something, group together. This is what we need to be doing. We are the majority. And hopefully this visual of red hats for Trump will sweep the nation throughout this from today up until the day we reelect the man so people can see that we are the majority and not so much just the people. But the companies that run advertisements on these, you know, television networks like CNN and NBC realize who the majority of the consumers are. Um, So so tell us about the numbering of the hats. I I, I see that on your Facebook page, which you have, there's like an upcoming uh, dinner buffet for red hats in Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, right? And so people can call and reserve. uh, Tell people how you organize these things and then, um, you know, and how... How, you know, this numbering and showing the majority by numbers, because constantly they keep telling us we're not a majority when we are, um, how that'll work?
1: Well, one of the one of the things that I have as an advantage is I owned uh, three restaurants in New Hampshire and I was independent. So I, I didn't have a, a corporate structure. And when somebody came to me and they had an idea to bring people into my restaurant, I said two things. I can advertise on the radio or TV or newspaper, and that's good, and it works. Or I could do something personal and let somebody come into my restaurant and have buy one, get one free, and bring in 50, 75, or 100 people on an off night. So I went to a few of the restaurants here in Myrtle Beach, and I I presented that option. I said, listen, if I can bring you 50 to 75 or 100 people on an off night, Can you give me any kind of a deal so I can get these people to, number one, be here in support of the president with Red Hat and give you a nice evening of of income? And so there's a a local restaurant right here in Myrtle Beach called uh, Carolina Ale House. And I talked to Julie. She is the banquet manager, catering manager. And she put together a nice price for us. And right now we got around 75 people coming on March 26th. And we're just going to have kind of a fun night, kind of banter back and forth and talk with like minded people of what we can do, how we can help the president. And so that's just one thing that we did. And another thing we're doing on May 5th is we're going to have a group of probably 100, 150 people go to the Pelicans ballpark and have a red hat ballpark day. And so that's That's a couple of things, and I put it out on my Facebook page. And the only thing you have to do is is call in and reserve your seat. And so we've done that. We've done other things. But some of the most important things that people need to know is you've got to go in numbers. You need five people or ten people and wherever you go. And and you don't need a great big group of people, five people or ten people will absolutely get people to really pay attention. We went to see the Christmas lighting at the uh, uh, White House in in uh, December, and we took 20 people all wearing red hats, and everywhere we went, we went to the Old Ebbet Grill, we went to Venn's Steakhouse, everywhere we went, there was 20 of us wearing red hats. And it's hard to believe the amount of people that would come over to us And maybe kind of quietly or some of them not so quietly say, thank you. We love the hats. But some of them were curious as to what we were doing. And we tell them. And from that one, I sent out probably 15 or 20 hats to people. So you don't need a lot of people to make this work in one one group. But we need a lot of people all over the country. And the one thing, if I can say to the people that are listening to your show that want to support this president, if you get red hats in your group in your town and wherever, and you show support, we believe that this will be one of the biggest single reasons that Donald Trump will get reelected because they can't stop individuals from from doing what we want to do wear a red hat
0: so basically, basically, like for me, I'm more of uh you know. If you're gonna think, think big anyway, like our president says. And so for me, like I'm, I'm going to, and I've expressed that to you. And hopefully, we'll get into more detail. Will you'll walk me through the process of not doing it just in one city or the city that I'm in, but maybe coordinate with people in other cities in my state and have like a whole weekend. Of just Red Hats for Trump events popping up everywhere within my state. Um, Because like you said, we're the majority. We're the numbers. And if people um, see that and see that we're proud, you know, to showcase that. Like in 2015, when I had a yard sign in front of my house, I got so much flack. So much People, uh, it would be taken down, it would be uh, trampled on, and I just kept putting more. I had like 10 signs in my yard at some point. And at some point, other people were getting them because I was going into parking lots. I would put advertisements, hey, I'll be at the Walmart parking lot, I'll just give it away to you. Just come find me. Stickers, uh, banners, you name it, I was giving it out. And the more people put it out, the less people would start attacking those that have it. So suddenly when there was a, you know, a whole street with, you know, Trump 2016 signs, nobody would remove the signs anymore. No one would shame anyone anymore. So imagine if there's a hundred people in your local Applebee's all having like a set menu that they paid for and a numbered hat all sitting down. Everyone wants to be part of that club because they all support the president and they need to know that we need to get louder and we are, like you said, our vote is the most important and it's a single vote. But when you get a, Whole restaurant packed out to the brim with people with red hats. Someone's going to talk about it. And we need to start that conversation because we are the news. We're the ones that drive the conversation, not CNN, not MSNBC. We're supposed to be doing it. So tell me about one of your most recent events that you've held. Um, how did that work out? How did the people uh, feel about it? Because, you know, for me, it would be great sitting there having a slice of, you know, uh, cake, pie, you know, I, if I go to a breakfast joint, I'll have fried eggs or, you know, a hamburger with people that support our president where we talk about the state of our union because that is what people do in the United States. We run the country, not them. We appoint them to speak for us because we can't have you know, 300 million people talking at the same time. So we drive the conversation. So that is kind of awesome. Could you imagine just sitting in a room with a hundred people where we're talking policies, we're talking what we want. We're talking, Hey, maybe we should get together and put forward this bill. Maybe we should get together and do this, like to create that opportunity all united under one thing to support the president of the United States that has done so much. So for the next five minutes before we break, I just wanted you to kind of walk through one event that you've held and, and how much fun it was, and, and what came out of it?
1: Well, we've, we've done a few different events, but they've been kind of small, 15 or 20 people. But a couple of different things we did, uh, the Republican, uh, Horry County Republicans had a Christmas party at a restaurant, and we were asked to be there uh, and support the Red Hat Movement. And I put it out on Facebook, and, and, diff- and we had over 100 people sign up for the Christmas uh, party and it was just overwhelming and people were just so happy to be there. Uh, The restaurant wanted us back. And and that was just, it was just, that was the first real big thing we did. And the other thing we did is Corey Lewandowski came down to the college here in, uh, in uh, Myrtle beach, coastal uh, Carolina college. And he was a speaker And we put out, we wanted Red Hats to be there so he could see the support. As you know, he talks to the president quite frequently. And we wanted him to see that he he has support. And we had about 140 people in Red Hats in the auditorium sitting there in front of him when he was speaking. And he personally said, thank you. And that this movement means a lot. So it's, it's a satisfaction you get when you when you put on 10 people have 10 hats and or 15 hats and they go together somewhere, like you said, it is really it's really a great feeling when people come up to you and say, we support the president, but we're nervous about putting on a hat. And I just say, well, you know, I understand that. But if you go five, 10 people somewhere, that takes a lot of that you know problem away. But, you know, I'm an ex-Vietnam veteran, Navy veteran, and I'm 71 years old. And I have to tell you, it's going to be hard for me to to not push back if somebody comes up and pushes my hat around. I mean, it, this is my right. And the more they stifle us, the more I want to do more. And it's, it's going to be radio stations like you, Tori, that is going to make this happen. I can only do what I do, I'm a a very limited budget. I just do most of this stuff myself. We don't try to make any money, but I want to get the word out. So basically what I've done is I've started a website and we have, we have some shirts and some hats we put on the website to, to sell, but I rather do it, you know, more grassroots, but the red hats, number four, Trump.com is where you can get our shirts, the ones that we made ourselves, and the hats that are specific to our movement. And they have the gold brim, as you said, on the on the uh, brim. But again, we're what we've done mostly is just gone in small groups, and we don't cause any trouble. We don't make any noise. We don't do any anything like that. We just walk in small groups, go to a restaurant, go bowling, go wherever. And, and, and just get people to come up to us. And, and again, and I, it's so important. The voice that we need is like your voice, because you can reach so many people. And if you can educate these people to understand what this means to our president, the, 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 the size and scope of what this one movement that started right here in Myrtle Beach, 14 people got together and we just put on red hats and, and we decided, let's do it. If you can reach out to the people in your audience and say, do what you said you think you want to do in North Dakota, it will make such a major difference that I don't think any one of us can really understand what this could actually do for our president.
0: So on, on that note, I just wanted to say, guys, before we break out uh, for my first commercial break, is, you know, basically, even the logo says it all. Make America great again, one hat at a time. And see, it was just a group of people that got together and formulated our Constitution. It's just a group of people that got together and decided to create the United States of America. It was always just a group of people. And that's where it starts. And if people look back into history and realize, you know, we had really young guys like George Washington, he was a kid in what we say this day and age, right? And look what he did. This is what we need to focus on the power of our vote, the power of our voice to cut through the censorship. And that is really, really, really important for people to understand it. And for me... Uh, again like i said it's uh, if you're going to think think big and i would i'm you know in the next half hour you're going to walk me through the idea that i have of how I'm going to do it in my state. And I encourage everyone out there. I'm sure you have 10 friends, right? And those friends maybe have two each where you can all organize through red hats for Trump to have them negotiate with a restaurant, get you a great deal. And then when you arrive at the restaurant, you get handed this amazing hat with this gold embroidery, which is very specific and it's numbered. And you get put on that list of, I am the voice of America. And, and that is exciting because your voice is, you know, our votes are being hassled with. I mean, we have them now talking about eradicating electoral colleges. This is how we fight back. And the thing is, conservatives aren't like the liberals. We're not going to go out and break stuff, but we're going to make sure that when we get heard, we get seen and heard loud and clear. So, right after this break, uh, we'll have Don walk me through the whole process.
2: so call now 1 800 707 1219. 1 800 707
4: Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat, plus it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10 year warranty and a 60 day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National. Sleep Foundation and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever
5: own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is my mypillow.com
0: welcome back everyone to the Tory says show i'm your host tori Remember, you can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at Tori underscore says. And today I have with me Don from the Red Hats for Trump movement. They also have a Twitter handle at Red Hats number four Trump. So um, we were discussing the whole Red Hats for Trump, how it came about, how uh, a citizen like Don decided to put together a movement to showcase our voices, his voice. And I kind of like it. So I thought in this second half, um, I will kind of like what you would do, call Don up, so I'm calling him now. And he's going to walk me through what I do. So I'm going to – it's going to be kind of like what they would do, right, Don? So people can understand how it goes. How's that? So I'm Tori, and I'm in the state of North Dakota – And I want to organize an event. Um, So the first thing I would do is tell you I'd love to make it huge, right? I want to go huge. I want to go big. So I'm going to set the date, and I'm saying this on air, for September 1st. So my next step would be what, Don? To just email you a couple of uh, uh, phone numbers and addresses from restaurants? What's the next step?
1: Well, first, the way that right now we have chapters, Red Hats for Trump, in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Uh, Janet Browning has that group going. We have Barbara Grant, which is in Miami. She has her Red Hats for Trump group going. We're starting one in Tampa. So we have them, and we have one here in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. What they've all done is they've either private messaged me on Don, B O W N E, Facebook um or they have sent me an email p-s-a-p-a-n 7526 at yahoo.com and i've taken the time to tell them how to get the hats what they should do how they want to do it and then they tell me what they think and what i do is is i just give them the ideas of what they should do or what they can do or, or what it they have a near town that's unique, like if they have an amusement park, uh, then I would say to them, well, you know, what you need to do is you can get even 10 people to start. You don't need 100 or 500 to start. You just need one or two people to get the idea going. And it'll grow. It's just like, you know, planting a seed and watering it. You you know, you you plant a seed and uh, um, it, it grows. So the point I'm making is every state, Every city has something a little different that they can do. And so I walk them through how to get the hats, how to charge for the hats. And if it's a Republican group somewhere, I get the hats to them at a little bit of a reduced and they resell them and they make a little money for their own Republican groups. And I have quite a few little companies uh, in the area doing the same thing. I have uh, probably six or seven different little Republican groups or small groups, maybe fifty, seventy-five, or a hundred people in a small little you know group, and they get the hats, and then they do their own little events, and I just kind of give them guidance and steering. But the thing that makes us so unique, Tory, is if if we remember back to the Tea Party, the Tea Party was kind of all focused in one area. They had one group of people and one phone number and one everything, and it was very easy to attack. If I know where you are, I can come and I can silence you. But if you don't know where I am, then that makes it a lot harder. And this was the whole idea of Red Hats. It's small groups like you want to start in North Dakota or in? Yanksville, no, no, no! Florida.
0: I want to make mine huge because this is going to be the trial run. <laughs> well, because in my really city, nice hear, no, but- no, in my city, there's going to be a DNC convention, right, for 2020. I will tell you that I will get the biggest red hats for Trump going in my state on the day the convention is here. They will all be flooding the streets of Minot as all these Democratic, you know, Democrats come in for the convention and start talking. I will have all of them. It, flooding the city of Minot with red hats. The media will not be able to ignore it. And that's what each and every one of us should target. Test it in your community. I'm going to test it. Like I said, I want to get with you. And, you know, you obviously have these negotiating skills, right? So you, you're in the restaurant industry. So I'm going to be like, hey, I've got these restaurants that got capacity for at least 100 people. And I want to throw this event and, and negotiate a price per plate, you know, like you do, and tell me about the hats, and we'll buy it online and send that all to you. And, you know, and once we get to the restaurant, we all get greeted with this amazing hat, with this amazing embroidery, and we get to eat together, talk together, and discuss how we're going to get our president reelected for 2020. Um, And that'll be the test run for me, because like I said, I want to take your movement and I I urge everyone to test it where if in your city you're having a DNC convention for your state, create this, create a massive movement through your Facebook groups for your uh, conservatives, your Republicans, your true libertarians and independents. Right. We're not talking about the radical left leaning ones. And create an event where you flood the streets of the city with red hats. I mean, if you're one person in a mob of, you know, the radical left dildo wavers, obviously they're going to flick it at you and uh, do something. But, But if you're in the masses, they can't do anything. If you're sitting peacefully and having dinner, they can't say anything. Because unlike the left, we're civilized. We talk policy facts. We don't use emotions. We don't get... Overwhelmed easily, and we're more organized. And this is why we won in 2016. So, in 2020, because of this mass push of censoring, this mass push of information wars against us, of disinformation, we have to start being more active and start being more visible. You know, they can't ignore a sea of red hats flooding all the cafes and all the venues outside of a dnc convention so for me you know after the show i'm going to send you a nice email with a link uh, with a bunch of uh, you know restaurants that can hold the capacity because i want to make it huge and i want to give people enough time to organize to come for this event uh you you know people if you get an event that has over a hundred people why not call your local regional media to cover it I mean, it's a story, right, if it's in your city, that this restaurant will be flooded with red hats. We need to show the president that we're putting our vote out in the open so that we can have these numbered hats. And that's what's awesome, Don, because if we can get numbered hats, you can say we have, you know, 7000 red hats for Trump in the state of North Dakota, let's say. We have one million in this state. That is what we need to focus on. And, you know, I understand the whole, hey, you could do this and make a little money for your GOP. I'm not interested. The majority of them are establishment anyway. The only thing I'm interested in is letting my president know that me and all these other people that are sitting down and having a meal together are wearing a red hat to show, show visually the world that we love our president and we support him and we want him in, you know, to be reelected in 2020. So, um, on, on that, I would like to know like for people like me who want this super organized, I don't have a chapter. I mean, so let's start with that. How does someone get a chapter in their state or in their city?
1: You start by giving me a private message or, or, or an email that you're interested And then I say, what do you want to do? How do you want to start it? And then we, what we've been doing is people will get, you know, 50 hats, 100 hats, whatever. And then they start giving them out or, or selling them to their people that want to wear them. Now, not everybody can buy the hats and give 100 away. I mean, so that's just kind of like, but if you can buy them reasonably priced and get like, let's say you want to start, you want to do something big and you have the platform to really do what little people like me couldn't do. And I'm so honored and, and proud that you're, you've been following me and our movement because it is important. So you want to do something like that tour. All you do is you personally get somebody that has the money or you do the money and you get the hat, you buy the hat yourself. And then you start giving them out and numbering each, like we have Florida. And they do Florida one. And and whoever starts the campaign there keeps number one. And then all of a sudden, now Florida's got over 200 hats. uh, Gainesville's got about 120-something hats. So this is starting to go. And that's all it is. It's just you start with a bunch of hats. And on your local Facebook or social media or local TV or radio that somebody's interested, you get the word out. And then you have your first get-together. And your first get-together for a lot of people, maybe 15 or 20, and then all of a sudden, the second month you have it, you've got 50. And that's the grassroots part of it. And my only concern for people, my only wish, is people to wear a red hat. I don't care who you're for. If you're wearing a red hat, that tells the country you're for our president.
0: You know, um, back in 2015, I started a Facebook page called North Dakota for Trump. And obviously I haven't run that page in a very long time. I actually handed it over to some farmers and they all like to stay anonymous because, like I said, there was a lot of stigma. Like even our establishment Republicans, our GOP here, uh, didn't want to come out and publicly endorse our president. And that's something a lot of people still feel um is a stigma. I mean when I go shopping, even if I just go to Walmart to pick something up, I'll wear my inauguration hat, my beanie with the inauguration logo um uh, my 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 red make America great again hat um you know t shirts from the inauguration trump forty five t shirts I wear it proud I wear it proud, but there's a lot of people that worry about it, you know, and I get a lot of hate too you know sneers or whatever uh but what we need to understand is 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 if it becomes normal for you to show you know that pride for your president, then it's no longer sneered at. You know why shouldn't we be able to do that? Pardon. Why shouldn't we be able to do that? Exactly. I mean, remember when um, Barack Hussein Obama was running, everyone was wearing these chain shirts. Everyone was wearing them proudly. Even for Hillary, they were wearing them. But if you wore something for Trump, it wasn't like I'm telling you, my page on on Facebook has a lot of followers. But the people that were that actually had access to it were too scared to put their names on it because they were being harassed. I mean, I don't care. I'm I'm not new to harassment. You know, once you're out in the open, you know, the. Death threats I get, the, you know, nasty comments. I'm kind of used to it. Um, but for people to understand, the more of us speak, out, the more we all speak out. The louder our movement is, you know, I my my vehicle has a Trump sticker on it. I get, still get honks today um, when election period was on. I had the big um, Make America Great Again rally sign taped to my back window <laughs> so people could see it um, because I wanted people to know it's OK to support the president because this is what the media is circulating, that he stands for a divisive message. Uh, oh, now it's white supremacy or you know bigotry or islamophobia when it's not and we've all seen that and even some moderate you know leftists are seeing that too so it's time to empower each other uh, to start conversations to cut through the noise and for me guys you know I'll be posting stuff. I will, you know, drive it forward and have this first um, red hats for Trump in my state. And I urge every single one of you to reach out to Don, um, find him on Facebook, Uh, just go in the search bar and put red hats for Trump and see what you can do. I'm pretty sure you've got 10 friends that are like-minded in your area. Get together, go to your local, you know, Olive Garden, whatever it is, and wear your hat proud. And you know what's awesome? If any of them say anything, you know, that's even more more publicity to just show, um, you know, what kind of, you know, venues they are. And that was where I was going with this Don. So for me, for example, I want to set this event up. I would prefer that, you know, Red Hats for Trump take the lead and call these restaurants for me because what if I go to a restaurant with my hats on and they start, you know, spitting in my food or, you know, th- that's real stuff or, you know, d- telling me that I need to get out. You know, I'm, I'm telling you comments that are coming in. People want to do this. That's why I said if one person would reach out to you only um, so that way you can negotiate it and make sure that that event um, won't be so- sabotaged you know would you be able to do that because they're scared to do it locally
1: well i would be more than happy to do that if i like if somebody like you send me a message email me we want to get a group of people together in xyz and then i'm going to ask you for two or three names of restaurants in that area that you you know because i wouldn't be able to tell the different restaurants and this is not a big issue because I've been in the business. You, you give me a name, two names, three names of a restaurant in your area and the phone, local phone number uh, that you think might be a place you'd like to hold a group of 20, 50 or 100 or whatever it could be. Um, I'm more than happy to call the manager, owner and talk restaurant talk and say this is what the advantage would be. And and that's that's an easy, that's a couple minute conversation that I'm more than happy to do with anybody that, that wants to start something anywhere.
0: That's awesome. So let's so let's pretend you book me in my local AppleBees. I'm just saying, um And it's set. Then I would be like, all right, you tell me, hey, he said $40 for like, you know, $30, I guess, for a meal and a drink, right? Um, And maybe this buy one, get one free deal. So if it's 60 people, you only pay for 30 of them or something. Then we could um, pretty much do like an event thing and say, okay, $30 is for the meal. Now for the hats, say I want to order hats. Would you be able to order those from where you get them? Because I want the hats that you give out. So when people purchase like the meal, say like I set it up and it's like, okay, we're meeting at Applebee's September 1st and we're going to have a meal from the, I don't know, whatever menu it's called, like the $10 menu. And it'll include a soft drink. And that meal is like 12 bucks, whatever. And if you want a hat, it's so many dollars, like 10 or $20 on top. So people pay for the event and they check out and it's like 30 bucks and they get a meal and a hat. Um, Would you order those hats for the event organizer and send them straight to the restaurant?
1: Yes, I would.
0: Oh my gosh. Guys, see how easy that is? So all of you can just, you know, communicate with Don and he's got a few people helping him from what I gather. Um, and say, Hey, I want to do something in my city. I think these people are, you know, these restaurants are pretty open, maybe, you know, conservative ish. Um, and I'd like to do it there at this diner or at this bowling alley. Um, can you negotiate a price for like meal or bowling sessions? And then tell me what the price would be. And then we could, you know, do an online event. Will people pre-buy? So that way, no one's out of pocket. No one's making any money and everything's settled before we go. And then people arrive at the restaurant and you're getting ready to just sit down in the section where everyone who purchased a ticket is there and you get greeted at the door with a red hats for Trump hat that's labeled with your, you know, your number this, and that is so awesome. This is going to be like a piece of history. This movement can be so huge if everyone just pulled together and did it. So I urge all of you to do it because I'm going to do it. Um, and this is why I brought him on, because I know it's the end of March, but I want to make it huge. So I might even say, hey, I want one in Minot, in Bismarck, in Fargo, all going on one day after the other. Um you know, on this chain and this chain. And that way it is just way too loud for anyone not to cover. And obviously maybe red hats for Trump, you know, we could use one of their own little press release things. So that way that could be sent to your regional media to get coverage. I mean, guys,
1: I want to cut into that. The other thing with your listening audience and your ability to get out there, there could be a, you know, like Chick-fil-A, they, they close on Sunday there's a lot of things you know a lot of different restaurants out there that may want to be a part of this and they they listen to you so if somebody nationally would like to get behind this movement they have you know change you know have stores in every state that's just another idea that's all.
0: No, that's an awesome idea. If you're a restaurant owner and you're listening, get with Don and see how you can set up events in your place, um, in your eatery, in your restaurant, in your franchise. You know, and let's get this going. I mean, it's up to us, right? We're the in voters. A
1: alley or or a amusement park or any anything. If you know, all all we'd like to do is just get a little bit of a deal, and that gets more people excited. They get there with the hats, and it just makes. It breeds contempt. Everybody loves it.
0: You know, the summer's coming up and we're having a lot of what state fairs, guys. I'm just thinking if there was like a deal where you negotiate better prices for like group rates, but in that group rate, um, you know, you get a red hat and you all go to this your local state fairs with red hats and flood it. That's pretty cool too. Um, this movement is grassroots. This is what we need to be doing. We need to be making our voices heard and actually being active citizens because we're so passive. It's like a lot of us are just armchair politicians now. We just sit back and expect things to fix themselves. When the president, the one thing he did was what? Give us back control of our country. And we should take that and run with it. Um, his communication direct to us is uh, simply depicting exactly what he's doing. Hey, I'm talking to you guys. I'm talking straight to you from Twitter because no one's telling you anything. I'm giving you back control. Do something, see something, say something, report it. FBI, get with Grassley do something you are in charge they are not and they are losing the game the left the deep state this fourth unelected branch of government has completely silenced us and conditioned us to fear raising our voices to fear raising our heads and it's about time we say why are we scared we're the majority and uh this is a great movement and obviously we've come to the end of the first hour can you believe that don no, I know. Right. <laughs> Time goes by so quick on my show. Sometimes so I'm like, I need a whole day. Right. No, it is. And I want you to take the last, you know, four minutes here and just, you know, reiterate to people uh where they can come talk about maybe uh, uh the, the upcoming event that you have, because I do have listeners in South Carolina um, and tell them how they can get involved, you know.
1: Well, I'm happy to do it. And again, I want to thank you so much. You're the person of the, that can get the word out. And, and it's such an honor to have somebody like you reach out and, and talk to us about what we're doing and be involved. And it's just, it's monumental to the re-election of our president. So,
0: Don, I'm just a regular person just like you. And it's us, the citizens, like General Flynn said. The media has wow. done such a big disservice to us. It's up to us, citizen
1: journalists, and the citizens but we have to get control. the word out. And, yes. and you're doing that. And that's, that's where it's so it's imperative. But again, the main thing is wearing a red hat represents a lot more than just the hat on your head. Wearing a red hat to me gave me a voice that I didn't think I ever had. And I can't tell you how proud I am when I no matter where I go with my wife. We go out for dinner a lot. Wherever we go, I wear my red hat. And it I just feel like I'm doing something for my country that it's it's gonna help my grandkids have a better life. And that's what it's all about for me. I just don't like the way this country is headed. I don't like the way that, that the socialism is starting to creep into our system. Uh you know, God being taken off you know, out of the buildings, statues that tell us what we did wrong and the history are being torn down. You know, and and the old thing is history will repeat itself if if we don't know what we did wrong. So the hat in general, it symbolizes what we feel is fair in this country because we finally have a president that has a backbone, somebody that will fight back when he's pushed around because he supports us. And the only thing we, as the the silent majority, can do is in our own little way, which big way, (laughs) as you say, is to wear a red hat and show him millions and millions of people in this country has his back like he has ours. So I urge everybody to get a hat if it's it's our official Make America Great Again red hat. um, That's great. If you have one somewhere else, it doesn't matter to us. We just want people to wear a red hat. We'd like it if it was the one with the gold. That signifies our particular movement. But be proud of who you are and be proud of your country. It it took a lot of work to get us to where we are. And if we don't defend it, um, it's, it's going the wrong direction. And one red hat, a thousand red hats, a million red hats show the president we support him. We support where he's going. And we say thank you.
0: The, I couldn't have said that better. Making America great again, like you say, one red hat at a time. I think our president, you know, his biggest complaint or grievance is that all these achievements of our economy, our g- growth as a country, our markets are not being showcased by the mainstream media, and he feels like that is being muffled out. And uh, yes, if I was the president, I'd totally love to see people throw their weight behind me and say thank you. I. Appreciate appreciate you. Thank you. I'm with you and showing that in the numbers. Um, Don, I will probably have you on again once we set up, uh, you know, my event for sure. Um, and I urge everyone go to his Facebook page. Uh, look for it. It's Red Hats for Trump. Uh, get in touch and get all these going. And there is a Twitter handle at Red Hats for Trump with the number four. Um, and the follow them. It
1: is, it, they should go. I monitor Don Bowen a lot more. So Don, B-O-W-N-E would be also the Facebook page that I'm on all the time.
0: Excellent. And on that note, guys, um, right after this short break, uh, we'll start digging into some real news and talking about what's really happening on the forefront and what we expect for tomorrow. Don, thank you so much for being on the Tory Says Show. I'm sure all of my listeners are now aware of your movement and everyone will do their little part. And thank you for joining. I'll see you all in a few.
1: Thank you. (music) you <music>
0: Real News. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today's second hour is a little bit backwards, right? I usually have my guests on the second hour. But um, I wanted Dawn to kind of set the tone for us. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and you understand that this is important. Another way we can make our voices heard, not just following people or starting conversations with our neighbors or at church or wherever, but organizing a unified, civil and very sophisticated movement Um, because, you know, the people that target consumers with advertising need to also see who the, who is the one with the pockets. Uh, they need to understand that we run the show and it's not the minority that has the big, you know, bullhorn of the mainstream media. So on that note of censorship, I want you guys to just listen to Trish Reagan, how she did a part of how the president is not, correctly using his platform or on Twitter. Uh, so just to reinforce this whole um, mainstream media attack, I want you guys to just take a listen to this clip. Uh,
1: and I think that Twitter tweeted. is a way that I get out the word when we have a corrupt media, and it is corrupt, and it's fake. So Twitter is a way that I can get out the word, because our media is so dishonest, a lot of it, the mainstream a lot of it they don't report the facts it's a way that i can get honesty out because there's tremendous dishonesty with respect to the fake news media
3: trump
0: 2020 communications director and former special assistant to president trump mark lauder joins us Uh, you're in the communications business mark is this the right way to communicate isn't kind of
4: shooting himself in the foot when he should be celebrating so many wins including the best economies and best jobs market in 50 years Before we
0: hear what he answers, I just want you guys to see how uh, the president already retweeted that video clip. It's the one with him on the helicopter. I need you guys to see her face, how sarcastic she was and how this was a jab at our president and how he should be celebrating what he's doing. Is he not, guys? That's all he's doing on Twitter is patting his own telling you, hey, we've had these successes, but no one else is verifying them for me. You see it in your paychecks. You see it, um, you know, in, in the jobs that are popping up everywhere, but they're not talking about it. So that's exactly what he's doing. And he can only do it from Twitter because places like mainstream media, including Fox, don't. So take a listen to what his communications guy says.
2: Well, the president does do that, but the mainstream media does not. There was a a, recent study I saw toward the end of last year that said during the first two years, 90 percent of the coverage of President Trump has been negative. So the average American who's relying on the mainstream media is not getting the full sense of the picture, whether it's the jobs, the growing paychecks and all the great news that's coming into our country. And one of the things that people don't really understand, and I looked this up just on my way over here, the president's Twitter or social media platform has about 100 million people in it. That's the same number of people that watched the Super Bowl. We, we talk for weeks about Super Bowl ads. Every time the president takes to his social media platform and activates it, he's talking to a Super Bowl-sized audience.
1: I think that Twitter is a way that I...
0: So basically, here's the other question, and, and we need to like point this out. How does he have more than 100 million different people interacting with his social media, but it shows that only about 59 million follow him? That's just a question for Jack. Now, we've been discussing censorship a lot. We've been discussing how the mainstream media obfuscates, right, and stymies real news from coming out, or how they paint things. You know, here we have deliberate obstruction of justice by the Department of Justice, right, in prosecuting Hillary Clinton. And they're kind of not even talking about it. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday who is a Democrat. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I guess it was just the title, guys, because what we need to focus on is what it is about, which is America first. Yeah, you know, that testimony has been out for like four days. Uh, you know, the t- transcribed... Um, you know, statements are there. They're like, what? Why hasn't this been on the news? Exactly. Why hasn't, been, why hasn't it been on the news? Because they're not the news, guys. We are the news. You, every tweet you send, every tip you send to alternative journalists, you know, and they're the real journalists, right? Right. That is the news. We drive the news. I think it's important that we revisit the same clip that I played yesterday so we can listen to it again to understand exactly what is going on and this battle that we're going through right now. Because as I've tried to reinforce with my first guest, we are the majority and they're making us sound like we're not. Here is what General Flynn said over three years ago. Take a listen.
1: We have an army of digital soldiers. What we are now, what, what we call, I call them, because this was an insurgency, folks. This was run like an insurgency. This was irregular warfare at its finest in politics. And that, that story will will continue to be told here. But we have what we call citizen journalists Because the the journalists that we have in our media did a disservice to themselves, actually, more than they did to this country. They did a disservice to themselves because they displayed an arrogance that is unprecedented. And so the American people decided to take over the idea of information. They took over the idea of information and they did it through social media.
0: All right, guys. So just like General Flynn said, they have, this is warfare. And for those of you that don't seem to understand it, they are attacking us on a daily basis, a daily basis telling us what to eat, how to look, who to follow, who to listen to, and what to do. And they are constantly driving ideas, ideologies, uh, political correctness down our throats. They are. This is war. We are at war. This is information wars. <laughs> it's not just the information they're shoving down our throats. It's the lack of ability for us to access it too. They have pushed us to the fringes. They have labeled us as people that shouldn't be listened to because you know they're sitting in an office. Uh, it's somewhere in New York or DC. They have the $5,000 suit and you don't. They're the ones that have companies like Merrill Lynch uh, to throw advertising behind them. And by the way, you do know that Merrill Lynch is no longer FDIC insured. So if any of you have any investments with Merrill Lynch, understand that if something was to go wrong, you're not covered. Uh, So these are really important things that we need to understand the, the, the range of this censorship and how it's vastly growing. Social media, just like General Flynn said, was the reason we won, because of citizen journalists. Today, Ilhan Omar retweeted this documentary that was being done about her. If you remember correctly, Laura Loomer reported on that during her campaign. She said that they were creating this mockumentary, right, about her. The rise of what? A jihadi in Congress? The rise of what? you know they keep saying that you know uh, you know that the muslim communities uh, are minorities they're not on a global scale they're one of the majority persons available that religion is huge so i don't know where they're getting minority from and if we're ever allowed to have a census done you will see the rates of growth do you know that the birth rate in the United States is the lowest it has ever been in history? Birth rates of Americans, born and bred Americans, right, are at 0.6%. 06 um, of reproduction, right, and increasing the population, as they say. But do you know that the refugees, if you look at the demographics of the refugees, their growth rate is 2.4 that is insane that means just from reproducing these uh, refugees and the illegal immigrants that too and the numbers there can't really be solidified because the only numbers we get are some ballpark figures from california and new york but they're at a higher rate than American citizens, and American citizens come in many colors, shapes, sizes, and religious affiliations. We're talking about the ones that have been imported through, air quote, refugee programs and illegal immigrants. Their growth rate is at least three times the amount of U.S. citizens. I just want you to think about that for a second. Next time they tell you that they're speaking about minorities. Next time they tell you About minorities, maybe today they may seem on the books like minorities, but they're not because each of them come attached with three children that are no longer the minority. Right. But compared to your one child or no child, they are the majority of the future. So I just wanted to put that out there. And just on a bigger scale, just so you understand, I mean, I tweeted this a couple days ago. China has a population of 1.46 billion. So let's say 1.5 billion. They have a law that says people can only procreate and have two children maximum. Their growth rate, population growth rate, is 0.59%, right? That's on a, a population of 1.5 billion. We have 380 million, about that many, registered U.S. citizens, and our population rate is exactly the same by 0.1% more, so we're 06 Just so that you understand the rise of China in bodies, because I've said it before. And just so you understand how they are already pushing for depopulation. Um, And this is something that uh, is going to come into discussion in the fall. So I'm dropping it a little bit early so it could just sit with you and simmer for a bit. Uh, We're seeing in states like Massachusetts uh, talking about... Terminating life that is too expensive to maintain. Assisted, uh, you know, we've seen the assisted suicide uh, portion of things. Uh, We're seeing the infanticide portion of things. So I want you guys to just sit on it for a little bit and understand what this party stands for. And that would include establishment Republicans. Don't get me wrong. They're not out of this equation, okay? They're not out of this equation, President Trump was only able to replace establishment Republicans with just, you know, just 50 of them. We still have got a lot of holdovers that believe that the insurance policies that the Democrats have on them still have them ironclad. And that's not the case. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And why are we talking about censorship? So as we realize, there is a shift in the narrative from the left and the mainstream media now. They're not reporting the news. Okay, they're not. They're reporting what they want you to know about. And this is key. It's key because a lot of people are like, well, where are these indictments? Guys, we're not going to see them until the sentencing happens. Where's the Mueller report? Shouldn't even be here because there shouldn't have been a Mueller report in the first place. So what's the plan? You're seeing it unfold. The rapid uptick of censorship, the rapid uptick of silencing the news, like hiding them in the shadows, the rapid uptick of deplatforming people that are effective. I mean, my private non-work Twitter account was slammed the minute I was effective, just gone, poof, the minute I started putting out facts, poof, gone. Why? Because you're not allowed to showcase the truth. You're supposed to go with the message. For example, I was having a conversation this morning with a fellow mainstream media journalist. And I said, you know what I don't get, and I'm pretty sure the president is really frustrated with all of the journalists that have platforms, is that they're all singing the same song. You could be right or left. You're singing the same song. We're seeing our right media talking about whatever the left-wing media is talking about. Why? Why can't we talk about what's really going on? Why can't we talk about what's being uncovered? Why can't we stalk out these courtrooms while we pull things out? Why can't we talk about crown predator investments? Huh. I'm throwing that word out for you guys. You could get Googling on that over the break. Because what we're seeing is, is that the moral shift... In the narrative from the mainstream media on the left has migrated to like pure evil. I've said it before. Where is the moral compass? We don't see a moral compass. When is it not okay to say I put my name on this? I mean infanticide, they put their names on that. They put their names on that, yet it was the same people that threw Gosnell into prison for killing live, living babies that survived an abortion. They're pushing now to eradicate the Electoral College. What is going on? And people are just sitting back. Colorado already said, Well, we're doing our own thing in in Colorado. No electoral college. It just goes to the popular vote. So they're pretty much hell-bent thinking that they're going to win this and skew our elections. But, you know, there's already a lot of us in place waiting for that. We are looking at machines. We are looking at volunteers. We are looking at the secretary of state of every single state to see how they function. Because that is what we need to do. One president can't do it all by himself. He needs us. We are the people. We are in charge. And he keeps telling us that. And a lot of us keep forgetting it. The fact that Elizabeth Warren promoted the eradication of the electoral college. Think about it, guys. The Midwest, the backbone of the U.S. economy, the one that feeds, fuels, and protects the United States. We produce the majority of, you know, ag products, you know, raw materials for the whole United States. Their vote won't count. The only vote that'll count are the densely populated cities. Yang actually was asked that question and he said, well, there's Texas. Really? <laughs> really? Really? This is where we need to focus our energy. I know a lot of us listen and do things, but just do something. Even if you just hold an event of a red hats for Trump event in your little neighborhood or on a block party or on July 4th or at your local state fair or something, do something. Make sure that people hear you. Email someone. You know, you don't have to go somewhere in person. Email them. Email them. Email your representative. Email the president, send him a card, say thanks. One stamp, thank you. I mean, we should all do that. Why don't we all like get together and uh, send him birthday cards? I think that would be cool. Sending our president a birthday card and flood the White House with President Trump happy birthday cards. I think that would be awesome. All of us could just pick up a birthday card anywhere we are, right? Put a stamp on it, send it to the president, happy birthday. We should just flood the White House. That would be kind of awesome. So what we're seeing is that the censorship has been upticked because there's a lot of ugly information that's going to be coming out now. We've been talking about the Uranium One investigations. We've been talking about the crimes against children. We've been talking about this laptop. We've been talking about Huma, the Five Eyes, everything. But do you know how we know it's going to happen? I'll direct you to November and December from my old shows where I talked about how Russia was the key to providing information to Nelly Orr. But also, if you remember, when that thing happened in the strait with Russia and the Ukraine, you remember, with the boats and the fire, and oh my gosh, Russia is like attacking the Ukraine, let's get under martial law, you remember that? What I said was, it's only going to be a matter of time until the Ukraine the people of the Ukraine decide, uh, we don't like the European Union anymore and the Soros money isn't getting us anywhere and burning down uh, Russian embassies and U.S. embassies is not working. So maybe we need to like go with the guy who's got our back. And with such debt, remember the Ukraine has so much debt that Germany owns them 10 times over. Think about it. How does a country that has one of the biggest deposits of natural gas, have debt. I'll tell you how. So when the Ukraine decided that it's joining the EU, guess who always sweeps in? I've said this before. A Goldman Sachs executive comes in, restructures their government, and guides them, right? Guides them. So these government officials all get these packet de lores as they, uh, that's just a phrase of what they were giving to other countries. It could be something else for the Ukraine, but it's the packet de l'eau. And so they get their pockets lined with millions and millions and billions of euros. And so there's your Secretary of Finance, your Secretary of Defense, your Secretary of Interior. They're all lining their pockets with European money, yet the Ukrainians get absolutely nothing. Now, that money that they got in exchange is providing the uh, Germans and the rest of the EU access to their natural gas. And this is what was the whole fight about Crimea, you guys, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Putin went in there and he took over and he did this. And, you know, even the president kind of just repeated what the narrative is. He did. He's like, you know, I can't win this one. I'm just going to be labeled as his puppet, so I'll just let it go. But the truth is, and speaking from someone that was present, is that the Crimeans voted to be on the side of the Russian Federation. They voted. They had a referendum, and by 98%, they said, we do not want to be part of the EU. And Russia, we don't really need you in our business too, but we prefer to have business with you rather than them. So just so you guys understand how that worked out, and I'm sure that if you go to DuckDuckGo, find out the real story of what happened in Crimea, you'll see, you know, it was a mainstream media push. We've all seen it. I mean, how many mainstream media pushes and stories have you seen? They're global, guys. It's not just local. So now, something that I was talking about months ago, right, months ago, About how these ambassadors, right, because we talked about it, I pointed out one, John Teft, were the ones colluding globally with the FBI and the corrupt DOJ, the DNC, the Obama administration, and Hillary Clinton. I've told you that. This is why I say we do not have honest media anymore. We have media that talks about things only when other people are talking about it. Well, by that time, it's too late. What if we started this conversation on the embassies two months ago or in November when I started them? We wouldn't be where we are today, would we? But that's the problem. It's all about clicks. It's all about money, even on the right, even on the conservative media outlets. It's got to be about money. That's what sucks. That's what really, really sucks. Do you think that before putting it on my blog, I don't care who publishes it, that I don't go to someone and say, here's the stuff. I Yeah, you know, we can't really publish this document because it's not unsealed. I see it, but, you know, I need it to be reported by others. Why do you need someone else to lead you? That's the problem we're having. That all these mainstream media outlets and these alternative media outlets, these conservative outlets that have now gained in, in following are waiting for someone else to start the conversation. They're waiting for CNN to start the conversation or the Washington Times or the Examiner or HuffPo or WayPo. Why? Why can't you start the conversation? That's why I started writing on my own because I'm giving things to mainstream media outlets and some they publish, some they take, and this is where I get really angry, and they sanitize it. It's like castrated completely, loses the message, and it's like, what do you do? Yeah, you know, I can't really say that because no one else is saying. That's the point. You start the conversation. So this censorship, you know, and what President Trump said is not even the conservative media is right. I mean, you even heard Fox, Trish Reagan saying that. Like, look at her face when she says it, guys. These people are bought and sold for by interests that don't have any interest other than themselves. They don't care about you. They don't care about you knowing what's up. They don't care about our nation. They don't care about our freedom because they're cushy, they're protected. They're in the group. They're part of the good old boys network, right? The clique, the mean girls, whatever you want to call it. The swamp. The fourth unelected branch of the government got their back, right? Well, no more does. No, no, no. Because there's people like you and I out there that are going to be calling them out every single chance we get. And we should also call out our, you know, right conservative so-called media. Because they should be driving the news, because we are the news. And so, in the second half, I want to talk a little bit about what's to come tomorrow. It's going to be pretty interesting. I'll see you all in a few. Okay, and welcome back to the second half, second hour, (laughs) half hour of the second half of the Tori Says Show. Um, I'm really glad to be here, and I feel like I don't have a lot of time, but I thought, um, which I don't, but I thought I would kind of let you in on a few things. So yesterday, as you noticed, I had In the Matrix on and um, Shady Groove. And the reason I had them on is because, you know, they delve into analyzing, uh, you know, Q drops and posts. And, you know, for me, it's all about math. And I discovered a few things such as the relativity of time because a lot of people, and you've heard me say it before, why do you want proof? Why do you think it's a date? What if it's years? What if it's a full date and not days? Yesterday marked a change in the way we do work. A lot of you are not realizing it because it's happening in the background. So I thought I would take this next introduction to what is to come into uh and and like i said that next week i'm going to have it kind of like we're going to talk about global things again um i've neglected uh the other five i member uh countries uh that are available because the week after that i'm going to have some really explosive guests i've also invited the president of the united states to the show i will be tweeting about that um, so what I want you guys to understand is connections. So I'm Greek, right? And I've, and I've uh, I, th- m- both my parents were immigrants. Uh, they came to the United States. Uh, first my father, then he married my mother, and they came over and they contributed. They became American citizens. Um, and they assimilated. They love the United States. And they brought their culture with them. So I've been very um, blessed to be able to uh, meet other immigrants uh, from, you know, where I derive from uh, that have come here and again, uh, created uh, fortunes and big businesses and contributed to the society here in the United States and assimilated, of course. So one thing people know about me is that I love gemstones. Anyone that gets to know me knows that wherever I went in the world, I would invest my money into gemstones, like seriously. And so I got to know a lot of people in the uh, precious gems industry, and I'm not rich or anything, right? But I do have one stone that could probably bail me out sometime. But, um... Not diamonds. I don't do diamonds. I like gems. Um, That was a comment that I just uh, DM, and I was like, no, it's just gems. But there is a company called Lala Unis. Look it up. They have very intricate... They're a Greek company. They make amazing uh, jewelry. And why I say this is because... um, At a few uh, times in my life where I've been invited as a guest or someone bought a table at a fundraiser, I've attended these things around the world. um, And I was always super stoked. That and chocolatiers. So there's Godiva, but then there's Leonidas um, chocolates from Belgium who I've been fortunate enough to be introduced to that family too. Now what I want you guys to understand is that th- this nefarious global network, as we saw with College Gate, doesn't just work for our government, doesn't uh, n- not work for, they are, um, they're not just part of our government. They're part of massive consumer pockets globally. They um, obviously are in education. We see that. They are in our consumer goods from food, pharmaceuticals, right? But they're also in other businesses of luxury goods that are usually how their network grows. If you're fortunate enough or rich enough to be able to um, rub elbows or have access to luxury goods, you'll have access to some goods that you wouldn't believe existed. Now, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the most prized possession that some people have, and how do I phrase this? Globally, that are part of this clique, is the finest leather you will see in the world. And I don't want to really delve far into it, but there was an interview that Macaulay Culkin once gave And I will cite that in a French paper about fine leather shoes. So I'll just leave it at that. But what I wanted to get into is what we're going to be seeing are a lot of indictments coming out of companies that you wouldn't expect. A lot of people committing suicide out of the blue, like we saw with the financial advisor from the White House. You know, the, that financial advisor um, was was a financial, that professor was a financial advisor for the White House during the Clinton administration and during the Obama administration. Nothing that you see today in the news would identify a reason as to him for him to off himself, correct? None. There is no reason. There is no case that you can cite that will tell you, hey, he's been cornered. Maybe this is what happened. That's because, like I said again, you don't see a lot of things. So now we travel a little bit to the Middle East with that. So as we know, the crown prince, he's very chummy um, with global leaders including our president he is very fond of president trump because he's a businessman and remember he is actually very westernized he is what you would call a more um, assimilated to western culture leader of a middle eastern country right and the kingdom in general one thing he does not like is the atrocities that he sees. And that was made clear when he was talking with Macron and that video was pulled. I don't know if you guys remember where they were caught on a hot mic and Macron was pleading to him, no, 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 but you didn't listen. You missed the opportunity. He's like, yeah, 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 listen. He was all like, whatever. I played it for you guys on my show so you can hear it. That video was pulled by the um, uh, media company that posted it uh, about a few days later. Now, there are avenues that these big networks with very deep pockets have. We all know that they stem from entertainment, but it's the luxury goods you need to focus on. How many jewelers do you know take, I would say, a more granola munching approach? How many jewelers do you know? Uh, focus on the well-being of people, or planting things, or um, creating adventures in Kenya. There is a man who is who made his name with jewelry. Uh, his name is Al Hualla. Where is Al Hualla? He hosts specific dinner parties, very specific dinner parties. Dinner parties that would make you shudder if you think twice about them. Dinner parties that have certain symbolism. That would make your skin crawl. And you would think, well, why so open? Because they can. We're going to be seeing a lot of these companies come out to the forefront. Along with Crown Predator Investments. How weird, right? What a weird name to give your company. Crown Predator Investments out of Miami. They also have an office in New York. This is all going to be coming to the forefront with some cases that I've noticed are going to be unsealed tomorrow. This is from Chatter. We've talked about this before. And we all know that there was a huge investigation that was launched... Before this college gate, right? And see, a lot of people missed the mark. A lot of people did. How did this case of college gate come up? They told you during the press conference it was another investigation that led them there. Do you remember the investigation launched right after a helicopter crashed for a certain hotel? That's where we need to focus on these weird, creepy, certified infant massagers that Adam Schiff has because he's been really quiet lately. Have you guys noticed that? Why is he so quiet? So today is a Thursday because this is trough day. Thursday is always a trough day for us. You have to think, what is really going on? What is coming? Because this leaf has been turned. This leaf of a new justice has turned where no one is safe. And they know this. They know they're not safe. This is why Schiff is very quiet lately. This is why Schiff isn't talking. He did his piece. But then when College Gate came out, a lot of people went quiet, didn't they? A lot of big names are coming to the forefront. I mean, we just, you know, had Aunt Becky and Huffman come out. How many more do you think are coming out? There's going to be tons, tons of them. We're seeing a lot of campaigning from the Democrats that are trying to uh, fill voids that were created. Mm, How should I say it? Okay, so... Gillibrand. Guys, did you see a video that she put out while she was working out? That was like something that you would see. Have you guys seen those videos from the asylum where these women in blue t shirts, like talk rubbish um, about, you know, just random things? Well, that's what it looked like. It reminded me of one of those asylum videos. I am a little bit creepy. I do creep. You know, I creep on YouTube to find the weirdest things. But look at what the Democratic candidates are stating. I mean, Cory Booker hasn't been out lately. He's been a little bit quiet. Um, Elizabeth Warren already knows she has no chance in ever, 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 forever and ever and ever to become president. But she's still pushing rubbish. We got Gillibrand working out videos, uh, posting them kind of like the beer drinking thing that Elizabeth Warren totally fell flat Um, we have her standing on a chair giving a speech talking about she's going to hand out Social Security to legal immigrants. These are all distractions. These are distractions because they're hoping that William Barr will make sure that they all get HQ treatment for what's to come. What's to come? Following the money, following... Every single penny. It's coming and it's coming down hard. And this is why they are flooding us with distractions. This is why you see Jim Acosta a lot more active on Twitter lately. Haven't you seen that? Very active on Twitter. He is very active. Responding to people, talking back. That's not what Jim used to do. That is a sign of panic. We have a lot of people... Being shadow banned, we have people who are putting out things um you know such um, articles about appeasing adults, and this is why we have censorship that we need um censorship. Uh, You know, we have those conversations happening. We have some really crazy conversations happening. Bernie Sanders is running, fell through a shower, has the same cut that McCain has, but yet all McCain photos with the cut over his eyes have been pulled from Google. We have, uh, you know, these talking points that are just keeping the alternative media busy with talking trash about them like Ocasio. They're distracting us. Facebook, you know, has been under fire for collecting information and selling information. And now today it's being announced that what they had... Hundreds of millions of users' passwords stored somewhere, which means that anyone has access to that password. So they'll just use that password when they try to get into things. Would be funny as to how, you know, my Twitter password was trying to be, um, you know, reset. And Twitter was like, if that was you, click here. And it wasn't. So I'm not clicking. Um, Don't fall into those traps, by the way. We have all of these distractions going because something huge is brewing. It's kind of like, have you ever watched those movies where, you know, they're like in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and it's really quiet. It's creepy quiet. The snow deafens. It's super silent. And you just know you're just waiting for that rah moment, right? Well, this is what's happening. Tomorrow, there's going to be a rah moment because it's been really quiet today. It's just been a lot of garbage recycling. Uh, you know, they're trying to keep push, pushing into the narrative, the New Zealand attack, right? They're still pushing that. How great it is that they've disarmed the public, and and that's what's crazy. Because once they disarm you, you can't fight back. I'm hearing whispers of people that want to migrate out of New Zealand and starting paperwork, legit, and I can't verify any of this, so I'm telling you it's unverified, But that the New Zealand government is causing concerns of them being stymied to migrate out. Like, oh, you have to settle these taxes. You can't just have your house for sale and then move. You need to do this. It's kind of like they're not wanting their wealthy or their... um, citizens that actually contribute to the economy to be able to leave. Um, That sounds super creepy. And so I'm just monitoring that. I thought I'd throw it out because maybe some of you have come across that kind of information. And this is why I said next week I want to talk a lot about what is going on overseas. I also wanted to point out that um, all of last year, if you guys focus on the D.C. website in different states, there were some crazy, crazy warrants that were issued. If you go into, like, D.C. courts, it, like, go into DuckDuckGo and put um, Washington, D.C. courts unsealed. I want you to go to go to the unsealed parts and look at pen registers and search warrants. If you actually run the addresses, you'll see that they equate to senators, congresspersons, Clinton Foundation workers, hedge funds, owners, former FBI, maybe some intelligence. They've confiscated phones like crazy, and they have taken on a lot of things from them. So what has been going on in the background that none of us are paying attention to is now coming to the surface. It's been a long process, but you have to be meticulous because you can't just drop news on someone's head and shatter their reality. It's like a big brick that falls down. So what we need to ensure is that anyone outlet that you follow for news because we follow a lot of them right uh alternative right left mainstream look at the people that are reporting things that no one is going with look at the people that are telling you things that not everybody else is talking about that's where you i would suggest to focus keep your eyes open i'm not telling you you know kind of sounds like i am but i'm not I need you guys to keep your eyes and ears open. See what the president is talking about and then see what the mainstream media is talking about and then see what the people in the middle are talking about because then you won't be surprised. You expect it. Like yesterday when I saw the article being retweeted from the Washington Examiner, oh my gosh, U.S. ambassadors totally colluding with the FBI and the DOJ. It's like that's old news. We talked about that. November, December, I wrote about that, talked about it. We already knew about it they're a year behind. And there's a reason they are a year behind. Because unbeknownst to them who are busy, and I understand it, people want to make a living, I get it. I totally get it. But why not make a living by talking real news of what's really happening? Guys, if they're a year behind on this, remember this ambassador stuff, that all happened in 2017. So, in essence, they're a year and a half, almost two years behind because it happened in August of 2017. So now we're in March of 2019. So that's like close to two full years of delay in reporting the news. So, what I'm telling you is all of these search warrants that were executed, pen registers, taps that happened in 2018 are all coming to the forefront now because. You know, it'll only take about a year. Once you get that warrant for the search warrant, then the case goes. Boom, 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 boom. They can drag their feet all they want. They can bring them in all they want. But remember, it was in the summer where I had sent that video to Laura Loomer and she reported it to you guys where Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were with vouchers at the airport flying commercial, if you remember. That was a big tell sign. Because they had vouchers. Those are specific things so they can monitor them going back and forth. They were under arrest. It's different for them because it's a more political thing. And for some reason, they they get HQ treatment. Like you and I wouldn't be getting plain vouchers and, you know, sitting in, in first class or coach. No, 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 no. We would be in the back of a cop car. And then once they arrest us and question us, they'd be like, get on your merry way. I don't care how you get where. But they got HQ treatment. That's what it's called. HQ treatment. So this has all been coming down. It's all been happening. And it's about to pop. Today has been eerily quiet and more recycling of rubbish. Because you're going to see luxury goods come to the forefront. Again, I say it. Luxury goods. It is going to be the most explosive thing you will see. And I don't know how they're going to, you know, cover that up. I mean, they tried to burn 51 children alive in Italy, you guys. 51 children. They didn't get away with it because there's so many citizen journalists, so many eyes and ears everywhere. Guys, you're part of that movement. Stick with it. You are part of that movement. You know, we have people, you know, perpetuating what the mainstream media wants you to do, which is let's talk about these candidates. Let's talk about Beto. Let's talk about Elizabeth Warren Gillibrand. Let's talk about them. Leave Kamala out of the corner because she's kind of quiet right now after this Jesse Smollett thing. Right, guys? Let's just auntie Kamala is sitting in the corner. Cory Booker's kind of mm, here, there, everywhere, but not really. And Schiff has just disappeared. You know, he's sure going to have a comeback at some point. I mean, even Hillary Clinton is opening her big mouth and talking. It's like they never learn to shut up. But the thing is, here's what they do. Just like we saw Comey wrote a book of how honorable he was, right? I'm so honorable and I was so awesome. I took my oath seriously. And everything now coming out is like, that was complete BS. We need to label that book fiction now. Barnes and Nobles needs to pull it and put it as fiction because it's not true. Hillary Clinton's book, fiction. Everybody's book, fiction, fiction, fiction. Just like Ilhan Omar's documentary, fiction. It's For some reason, they have a way of perpetuating their ideologies and uh, masking it because if you publish the book, it's got to be true, right? And it's not. This is their, their strategy to fill history with records that they can't, that aren't easily erased, right? You've got a book that went viral. So it's really important for us, just for today, Uh, All of you, reading the news, looking at news, you know, just pay attention to what the headlines are. I mean, you know, we've said it before, like Blumenthal, right? He's one of the richest senators we've got. He's in full panic mode. We have the Brazilian president here. We all know where he holds most of his investments. And lo and behold, the next day, he's on Morning Joe talking smack. Oh. Oh, yes. Because the majority of his investments are in Brazil. So, hey. Let's just say. So what we need to just kind of take back and understand is what is being discussed. They're pushing the New Zealand, they're applauding them for disarming their um, residents, but no one is talking about Nigeria. I tweeted about it days ago saying, wow, isn't it funny how, you know, the UN just placed Iran to represent women's rights, and Nigeria, while they're burning Christians left and right. Those are the real refugees, guys. Why did we bring people like Ilhan Omar in Somalia? How many Christians are being persecuted there why aren't they the refugees they're pushing their ideas yep it's great to disarm the people yep it's look at our candidates just look over here hey smile for the pretty birdie don't watch over there don't watch where it's silent look at Blumenthal coming out full speed ahead right after Brazil visited when we know most of his investments are there this is where we need to be focused on where the real news is guys I'm I'm saying don't Take what you see coming through your airways, through your television, through your Twitter or Facebook feed to face value because nine times out of ten, it's planted there. Look in between the lines. Look at what they're saying. You know, they're not even really talking about these 51 children almost burnt to death by a jihadi. It's incredible tomorrow it'll be super lit can't wait to see you guys tomorrow same time same place 12 to 2 monday through friday eastern time on red state talk radio until then stay happy healthy and safe god bless from all of us here at red state